I could I could tell you with certainly that that uh, that the athletic director at Minnesota already knew that there was underage drinking on the hockey team. He'd have to be the stupidest man alive not to think of that. What are you implying? That hockey, <laughs> hockey players. I think that was pretty apparent. Uh, but uh, yeah, but the Wolverines with the, with a big sweep up at Marquette against Northern Michigan this weekend. Brandon Arado, uh pretty much single handedly winning uh, the second game in the series with a uh, with two goals, uh, his first two goals in in college, including an overtime game winner. So good to see there. Uh, elsewhere throughout the uh, the CCHA, Michigan State going 0-2 and one this weekend. Yes, uh, they play on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Yeah, they 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 lost one, or they tied against Ferris State, and then dropped two other games against I think Nebraska Omaha. Yeah, it was. Uh, so Michigan State losing. It's always good to see uh, the guys in green lose on the ice. But uh, that's pretty much going to wrap things up for us today. For Dave Bickle, Scooter Montgomery, Tony Bolton, and Ted Pickus is behind the glass. I'm Steve Lake saying good night and beat the Buckeyes. Production of WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor. And then right back to the Hira. He will feed it to Cogliano. Cogliano puts the shot on, he scores! Andrew Cogliano at the top of the far faceoff circle rips a shot that I don't think Dominic McCary saw and beats him over the left shoulder. Wolverines with another power play goal. They are back in front, 3 to 2. This has been a production of WCBN Sports, 88.3 FM, Ann Arbor. And now the base is loaded for Samantha Finley. And Michigan with a chance to bust this open. Hits ground ball, beats it down the left field line. Resident scores. Here comes Giampolo. Giampolo scores. Merchant goes in a third. It's a two-run double for Samantha Finley. And Michigan now has a 6-2 lead. And Michigan, one out away, heading back to Oklahoma City. Danny Ritter looking for that final pitch here in 2005 at Alumni Field and what has so far been the greatest season in Michigan softball history. Now the 0-2 pitch, swinging a ground ball to the right side. Haas has it, so it's the first in time and the ball game is over. And for the eighth time in the last 11 years, the University of Michigan is going back to Oklahoma City to make their eighth appearance in the Women's College World Series. Well, uh, good evening and welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And George Bush hits a single, uh, no, no, it's a ground model shortstop, and he hits into a double play yet again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Got to give Mr. Bush a brain damage award for uh, his uh, rather bizarre uh, Veterans Day speech. Uh, to even give that speech on Veterans Day was bizarre. Yeah, I mean. The speech it's, itself was also bizarre. It's just an insult, and the content of the speech is is nonsense when he claims that uh, partisan critics are hurting the war effort and that uh, uh, Democrats are trying to rewrite history or something when, in fact, it's his administration that's trying to rewrite the history. And, and uh, they have done so repeatedly throughout 
the the events of the war. And I think it was poetic justice that in the Associated Press photo of Mr. Bush's elbow raised up is blocking the Essen strategy, so it actually comes across as tragedy, which actually, uh, of course, the way he mangles speech uh, would mean tragedy for victory, uh, or in this case, tragedy of victory, uh, because the critics have always uh, said, well, what are you going to do with Iraq when you win? And uh, the Bush administration has never answered that question, and we'll just uh, attack him in general, just give him a brain damage award for some of his statements. Um, The idea that a bipartisan Senate investigation found no evidence of political pressure to change the intelligence community's judgment, as he puts it, uh, is not substantiated. Uh, In fact, the Senate Intelligence Committee is still investigating. Right. Uh, Furthermore, uh, when he asserts that uh, the Congress had the same access to the intelligence, uh, this too is total nonsense. The administration had far more access to intelligence. They simply chose to ignore the intelligence that uh, conflicted with their Weltstang, uh, you know, their worldview of things, and their agenda. Uh, furthermore, it was not the Democrats that uh, pushed for a quick resolution before the November 2002 elections. That was actually a Karl Rove strategy. Uh, this ensured, by the way, and was actually a repeat of the fiasco that occurred in 1964 regarding the Gulf of Tonkin resolution, where you uh, fly the flag, uh, throw out a lot of misleading statements, and then ask for a quick resolution on something that's not properly been investigated. Uh, Carl Rove was the architect of the uh, push for the vote in October of 2002, and this, of course, followed a... Uh, several-month-long public agenda in which the Bush administration pushed for a war. I'd also like to point out factually that Mr. Bush is incorrect about the partisan aspects of the vote. Um, The facts are every single Republican in Congress voted for the war except for three. That was Jim Leach of Iowa, Connie Morella of Maryland, who's no longer in Congress. She was actually defeated. Uh in the 2002 election, and uh, Lincoln Chafee of Rhode Island. Uh, All of the opponents of the resolution were Democrats. In fact, three-fifths of the House of Representatives voted, of the Democrats, voted against the uh, war resolution, and about half in the Senate voted against it. And probably because they pushed for the uh, resolution before the 2002 elections, there were several Democrats in swing states or quote-unquote red states that unwittingly and unwillingly, so to speak, voted for the war because they didn't want last-second ads to appear. Uh, Guess which, who's against America? Yeah, the the patriotism argument that uh, we've seen uh, actually used so uh, frequently, uh, really, in, uh, throughout American history, but particularly uh, since the end of World War II. And uh, which brings me just to a, a brief, very... Uh, tangential comment. Uh, If you haven't seen Good Night and Good Luck, uh, the uh, sort of recreation of some of the uh, drama between Joe McCarthy and Edward R. Merrow that was occurring back in 1953-1954, do check this out. This is a very very, uh, enlightening movie about uh, a lot of things, and certainly some of the analogies 
that McCarthy and Rove slash Bush uh, use for their uh, political agenda in terms of demagoguery are very analogous to uh, this this notion, for instance, that uh, Democrats and critics of the war are hurting our war effort. Uh, Mr. Bush, in his uh, speech in Pennsylvania, uh, Toby Hanna, Pennsylvania, very interesting <laughs> place to be giving a speech, um, said, uh, the stakes on the global war on terror are too high and the national interest is too important for politicians to throw out false charges. These baseless attacks send the wrong signal to our troops and to an enemy that is questioning America's will. As our troops fight a ruthless enemy determined to destroy our way of life, they deserve to know that their elected leaders who voted to send them to war continue to stand behind them. Well, that statement is a lot of baloney to unpack there. Yeah, I mean, it's just littered with nonsense. Uh, the way of life uh, comment has been part of this uh, delusional approach uh, that Karl Rove and George Bush have used uh, really since 9-11. I don't think there's any evidence that they, uh, the terrorists, so to speak, uh, are trying to attack our way of life. Uh, their agenda is more related to politics and, in some cases, uh, twisted religious uh, beliefs. And I think the way of life thing is just uh, delusional nonsense. So the president gets numerous brain damage awards for this uh, really... uh, I think this speech really occurred because of the uh, events that happened last Tuesday uh, in in the uh, so-called off-year elections very interesting political analysis regarding how the exurbs in certain areas of Virginia, mm. areas that previously had voted Republican 55 to 45, had basically flipped the other way. So th- this is part of the uh, 10%, 20% of the people that have had a uh, change of heart about Mr. Bush and National opinion polls, which we don't need to get into, show a deteriorating uh, support for the war in Iraq, for the president's uh, general approval rating, and also on this so-called issue of whether or not he lied his way into the war. Those investigations in Congress need to continue, and uh, the president may give himself a clean bill of health regarding uh, this notion that he did mislead the country to war, but I think the evidence is overwhelming that he did. And And Go ahead. Well, repeated denials are not going to make that go away because the facts are quite plain. They were repeated and reprinted numerous times. And so uh, these assertions uh, are more than assertions. Um, They are borne out by fact. Um, This may be part of the reason that he's uh, off gallivanting through Asia for a number of days, uh, make some stories, uh, get oh, try to escape from the uh, the troubles plaguing him in the city within the Beltway itself. Uh, of course, the last stop on his uh, Asian trip is Mongolia. Apparently, he's the first sitting president uh, to visit Mongolia, and it's pretty tempting to suggest that uh, maybe he may stay there and find a new home, although the medical apparition of uh, mongolism mongoloidism is not really uh, 
anything to do with Mongolia itself. But Well, hopefully he'll pay tribute to Genghis Khan. Perhaps uh, he, he wants sacked Baghdad, as I recall. Indeed. <laughs> and uh, maybe he can visit his grave. Uh, and, of course, he can thank the Mongolians for being part of the Coalition of the Willing. That's right. Uh, I think 17 or 18. 131 is the number. Oh. 131 troops. As many as that. Are in uh, that makes support. them like the fourth uh, highest on the list, just about. But of course, Al Qaeda doesn't uh, attack Mongolia. Uh, they go after uh, Indonesia, Turkey, Britain, Spain, and now Jordan. Right. And uh, just a very quick rundown on these dates, because this is fascinating numerology. Um, I just wanted to point out that the attack on uh, in Amman occurred on the 9th of November, eleven nine. Or in European dating, that's 9-11. Right. Uh, the uh, American government started the war in Afghanistan on the uh, 7th of October of 2001. The attacks that occurred in London occurred on the 7th of July of this year. And, of course, the Madrid attacks occurred on 3-11 of uh, several years ago, so there's definitely some numerology there involving 7s and 11s, uh, so beware. Uh, there may be some twisted uh, Al-Qaeda approach there regarding the stop-and-go, uh, you know, 7-11 Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Too weird to even contemplate, but uh, numerology uh, cannot be dismissed out of hand. Indeed. Uh, let's face it, uh, President Reagan, uh, once, uh, th through the advice of his wife, Nancy, consulted with, uh, astrologers. Yes. And, uh, who knows if they were pulling through the entrails of goats to decide upon things. Uh, Bush could hardly do worse, um, with his foreign policy decisions than, uh, pawing through the guts of a goat. Um, Bob Dole gets, Bob Dole gets a brain damage award. Stay the course, uh, stay the course. Stay the course. We're going to got to grind them down, grind down the insurgency. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the news, Bob, but uh, the insurgency is fairly resilient. Uh, it's U.S. Army forces which are being ground down. In fact, we're talking about limbs, eyes, uh, all sorts of uh, head injuries, which uh, we're in brave, bold new territory there because of the uh, high-tech helmets. Uh, more are surviving uh, head injuries, uh, fortunately, but the uh, repercussions are uh, long-term uh, concussion effects. Um, this is all pretty much unforeseen. But Bob Dole says, stay the course. Bob Dole, BD, stands for brain damage, stands for Bob Dole, too. Well, and maybe the thing he's grinding down are those Viagra pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've seen the uh, Pepsi, uh, Viagra, Britney Spears, Bob Dole triumvirate there. God, that was a horrifying commercial. What was he thinking? <sighs> Man. I think his presidential aspirations were dead <laughs> at that point if they weren't already. Speaking of presidential aspirations, uh, oh, yeah, here's the clipping. Um, John McCain uh, has also voiced support um, for this position of Bush's that, uh, the U that the Bush administration did not twist intelligence. Uh, this is from an article by uh, Stephanie Kirchengeisner in uh, today's Financial Times. Uh, the administration's stance, uh, namely that uh, we were wrong, but we didn't intentionally mislead the American people. And that comes from some, uh, who is this here, a national security, oh, his national security advisor, Stephen Hadley, admitted as much. Of course, Bush cannot say 
the word warong because it starts with a W and the pronunciation throws him there. Uh, he's never said it, and uh, certainly not with regard to his own actions. And, of course, there are too many bumper stickers out there that say W stands for wrong. Right. And I saw one recently, too, that uh, looked at first glance like the just the regular W sticker with the flag off to the right-hand side. But on closer uh, examination, I saw that the, it was, in fact, WTF, which indeed sums up... Uh, a lot of people's uh, uh, consensus uh, view on the administration. But anyway, to go back to John McCain, he spoke out in support of the administration's stance on the intelligence, uh, which is interesting because, of course, there's been an ongoing debate uh, between McCain and the Bush administration on this uh, legislation prohibiting the use of torture. Now, clearly, I think McCain comes out in support of the administration's stance on pre-war intelligence to keep his future presidential bid alive. He's looking in the American political landscape like one of the more reasonable people out there. But, I mean... However, <laughs> the, the the thing that's so bizarre, because I'll let you get back to the Financial Times, he actually, his position right now is he wants to actually increase right, which is <laughs> the number of troops in Iraq. He wants to bump it up to 200,000. And, of course, Kerry wanted to uh, run the war more efficiently, too. And I think, you know... He could have won the election if he'd come out against the war. Yeah, if he had adopted the position that he did a month ago where he said, I've been deceived, uh, shocking that there's gambling going on in Casablanca, of all places, or Rick's American Cafe. Um, yeah, uh, he blew it, but uh, at least he's now seen the light to, right. to criticize um, the facts in the matter. And, in fact, in response to Bush's... Uh, Toby Hanna, Pennsylvania appearance. Toby Hanna, it sounds like a skier or a supermodel or something. I, I'm, I'm starting Toby to wonder Hanna. if there is substance to that Globe report that the president is back to tipping uh, the whiskey bottle again. But, um, yeah, he basically uh, criticized the president with this opposite critique saying that the, the um, President Bush is, quote, playing the politics of fear and smear on Veterans Day. Which that was Kerry uh, yeah. saying that. Which is which is totally That's true. An accurate uh, statement. Smear and fear. It's it's all over Bush's en entire uh, presidential domestic approach to reasonable criticism of his policies. But yeah, McCain. Uh, you know he's he, right about the torture thing. He and, is, and, and uh, because of his gadfly uh, nature within the Republican Party, he he does sometimes. Uh, seem like an outsider critic to that uh, esteemed august body um, but he's, he's clearly trying to keep his future presidential hopes alive with with such uh, bizarreness um, however it is really disconcerting i think for many people to uh, <laughs> hear a talk of uh, bush vetoing the uh, funding legislation simply because of the language prohibiting the use of torture and to hear you know Bush speaking in South America, no, we don't do torture, and Cheney arguing out the other side of the mouth, the part of the mouth that really speaks, mm -hmm. uh, saying, well, we need to be able to torture. And there's a bizarre article that I think we're just beginning to see the, uh, this is in today's Times, who knows where this may lead. Spain looks into CIA's handling of detainees. Apparently people have been brought through Majorca to be brought to these yeah. third party, uh, third I uh, talked about that last week a little bit because Romania and Poland, uh, two other members of the coalition of the killing, 
are these two countries that have been actually identified uh, in a Washington Post uh, Dana Priest article of a couple of weeks ago as, as the places where these so-called renditions are occurring. So, yes, we don't do torture. We just hand them over to the people that do the torture. and then For of, us. Yeah, and then, of course, it's emerged that one of the main um, sources for Bush and Cheney's uh, repeated contentions that there were connections between al-Qaeda and Saddam Hussein turned out to be a al-Qaeda member that was tortured in Egypt and that he had made these statements in 2001 and then recanted in 2004. Um, so we're... We, we, to paraphrase one senator's famous uh, critique of uh, Abu Ghraib, we have a torture problem, <laughs> quote unquote, and that was Ted Kennedy. Um, yeah, there's just a morass of uh, conflicting uh, factual information that the president cannot bury uh, in the sands of Iraq, um, and this is the problem. And. Getting the whiskey bottle isn't going to help either. <laughs> no, and I think it's reasonably certain that uh, that has been going on. Uh, remember uh, the articles when Colin Powell in the first administration was was jet-setting as Secretary of State, uh, the heavily medicated state in which he was in. Uh, I don't know what whether it's one of the sleeping pills that helps you deal with the jet lag or an anti-nausea thing, but you can be sure Bush is all whacked out on something. I mean... Uh, speaking of all whacked out, uh, just a short brain damage award that I had meant to get to two weeks ago, and then last week I wasn't here, so by now this clipping is uh, about three weeks old. But total brain damage award for uh, Pope Benedict. Uh, recently he beatified uh, what they're calling martyrs. Uh, I'll just read this short clipping here. Seven priests and a nun who were killed during the Spanish Civil War were beatified as martyrs at a mass at St. Peter's, praised for having refused to betray their faith when faced with death. Uh, let's see. A uh, Spanish cardinal precedes over the uh, ceremonies, and he said in an opening prayer that the eight had sacrificed their lives for the gospel. All eight were killed in 1936 in the opening days of Spain's Civil War. The Catholic Church claims 4,184 clergy were killed during the war by the government or the Republican side, which accused the Church of backing fascist General Francisco Franco. It's pretty clear that the church was very closely aligned with Generalissimo Francisco Franco. And, in fact, these people may have been killed by uh, Spanish Republicans, but the Republicans were the popularly elected uh, government of Spain, and the phalangists, the Spanish fascists, with whom uh, there was much support amongst uh, Catholic business uh, uh, and uh, high-ranking bureaucrats uh, from previous administrations uh, were part of the uh, the rebellion, the coup, the uh, anti-democratic fascist takeover. So the Pope is now beatifying fascists. Well, and that's that's man. the next step towards sainthood. So yeah, and maybe the the next person that will be beatified is Pat Robertson because we'll. <laughs> I don't have the thing in front of me, but he deserves a he's brain. off again. Yeah, he's off the reservation again, co-mingling uh, uh, religion and politics like he has for so many years well, now. Well, he's America's Ayatollah. Well, yeah, and and, and the facts about his uh, growing power are, are frightening. Um, I'll read something here in a second about 
the good Reverend Pat Robertson. But, yeah, he uh, <clears throat> apparently has taken to critiquing the uh, voters' selection in Dover, Pennsylvania, you know, the whole uh, intelligent design creationism nonsense that, uh, needless to say, George Bush and Bill Frist uh, got themselves involved in back in August uh, advocating that intelligent design be taught in uh, science class. Uh, and I'm not too sure if either one of them have bachelor degrees in science, but maybe Dr. Science can <laughs> help them out. But Well, uh, a mythology class might be a good place to examine uh, the creationist account uh, set forth in Genesis. Uh, one could compare it in uh, contrast uh, to many uh, mythological approaches to the creation of this living place. And indeed, that's what the the little, uh, shall we say, slate of uh, board of canvassers or whatever the heck they call themselves over there in good old Dover, Pennsylvania, um, advocated. They right. want to take this issue, intelligent design, out of the science classes and into the elective um, religion slash philosophy classes that they will offer sure. in the schools appropriately. So Pat Robertson gets it all twisted around, doesn't understand what he's talking about, and whoops, we give him another brain damage award for, well, just total foolishness, not understanding the American system of the separation of church and state, and certainly not understanding too much about the intelligent design debate. Uh, but he made some bizarre comment regarding a disaster, if ever a disaster should befall Dover, Pennsylvania. Uh, you deserved it because right. you voted God out of the classroom. And it was along those lines. I wish I had the exact quote in front of me because it was uh, probably even more vicious than I'm uh, making it out to be. But And I'm not sure if he said that on the Wolf Blitzer program again, but uh, Wolf uh, has given him uh, the bully pulpit uh, all too many times. And by the way, in a... Uh, Really interesting article in the uh, most recent edition of the New York Review of Books, uh, the December 1st edition, Michael Massing, um, one of the better sort of mainstream analyzers of the news, um, has in, in one of his observations uh, t talking about the growth of conservative uh, control of the media in America, notes this from a uh, May-slash-June Columbia Journalism Review report about the uh, Christian Broadcasting Network, home to Pat Robertson's 700 Club, and I'll just quote this from the article. Today, uh, this, the 700 Club employs over, uh, more than 1,000 people working at stations in three U.S. cities and several foreign countries. Evangelicals control six national TV networks and some 2,000 religious radio stations. Um, thanks to uh, Christian Radio's rapid growth, Mariah Blake observes, quote, religious stations now outnumber every other format except country music and news talk uh, in the country. And uh, Massing notes the latter category, as we have seen, is, al is already overwhelmingly dominated by the right. And country music, need we say more about that? Uh, the lyrics alone are... Fairly uh, the right wing yeah. uh, in their overall Some real chest thumpers there <laughs> approach to uh, lying and cheating. <laughs> well, not to mention all the horrible, horrible songs written uh, for nine eleven. Uh, I can't even begin. torture my brain enough yeah. to uh, begin rattling them off. But uh, 
Wow. And that's not to say that there is is not decent country music. Oh, sure. We and play it here on Saturdays yeah. at WCBN on uh, the Down Home Show. One of our best shows, uh, hosted by some of our uh, most... That's at 1 o'clock? Venerable DJs. Yeah. Uh, Tex. Uh, Bob Strzok. Bob Strzok and the 2 o'clock Cowboys. So uh, even if you're not a big fan of country music, and I'm not the biggest one, I tune into that show quite often just for enlightenment's sake. Exactly. And knowledge of music itself. Uh, These gentlemen are all uh, experts in the field, and the down-home show, I believe, is is probably our top uh, fundraising revenue generator. Yeah, it's it's a great show. So tune into that one on Saturdays, uh, 1 to 3. You'll be entertained, (laughs) if not educated. Indeed. Well, um, just a few minutes left in the program. Uh, I did want to mention this really quickly. Uh, could go into it in greater detail because, of course, Condoleezza Rice is uh, in Israel uh, applauding the efforts of uh, Sharon to bring peace. The headline in the Times, Rice again asks Israel and Palestinians to bridge divide. You know, you can ask again and again and again, but uh, until we stop paying Israel to uh, run all the settlements and continue expansion, asking them to stop is not going to do it. Um, In fact, her language is funny uh, because she says, uh, the parties have now had the habit of cooperation in the Gaza withdrawal, and it is our hope that they are going to continue to build on that. Well, build on that indeed is what Israel will do in the West Bank uh, as uh, tree uprootings and uh, wall building and uh, settlements continue. But uh, I don't think I've seen anywhere, I haven't, I mean, I don't read the Times every single day, but I haven't seen any articles about this. It was covered in Haaretz, but apparently in uh, Gaza, uh, the Israeli Air Force has been uh, basically breaking the sound barrier at low altitude over Gaza. Uh, Only this week, uh, there have been 28 sonic booms, sometimes as little as an hour apart throughout the night. They did this for uh, five days in late September and have been doing again uh, recently. Uh, it's, there's an article about it in uh, today's online edition of uh, Haaretz, uh, available at haaretzdaily.com. And the uh, rationale here is that the sonic booms are intended to, quote, disrupt terror.